This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the show that is, quite frankly, just lost for words. I really am. In fact, there are no words this week because I didn't actually write any. So depressed I am by the entire situation. I mean, you know, I don't think actually the match was too bad. We didn't play too badly, but the ramifications of it and the uh, the meltdown afterwards was just... Quite unbelievable, even by Chelsea's recent standards, to be honest. And it's just left me and many others, um, as I, you know, saw on 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 socials, leaving very depressed about the future because it's not just about you know the odd win, loss, or draw. It's it's it goes right to the systemic heart of what the issues are. So I'm not going to really say much more for my intro, other than that, um, just apart from the title of the show which I think, appropriately, for those who know, is FUBAR, Chelsea Football Fancast number 1089. And of course, I'm Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined tonight by the legend that is Jonathan Kidd. Thank you so much. The leg is has an end to it, yes. Um, yeah, kind of burning the candle at both ends. I'm decidedly knackered. I find one of the problems with with going to watch your team away and having an enormously long, well, almost three-hour train journey with a walk to go to the station beforehand, is um, is that if your team has played dreadfully and lost, it's, it, your spirits is low from the very beginning once you're on the train. And it's quite tricky to get them going. So I had a bit of a slump. There was a, um, uh, a, a rather nice guy called um, Northy, was sitting next to me, regaling people with his uh, knowledge. Been supporting the uh, the Blues since he was a skinhead, and uh, showed some pictures of when he was decidedly cropped of hair. And uh, and he said how uh, he said if the police wanted to stop you from from uh, um, perpetrating your violence, they'd 
they nick your laces from yeah. your boots. If you did attempt to to uh, kick anybody, your boots would fly off. Yep. 18, um, 18 whole cherry reds, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had to spend hours and hours wearing those to get them all soft enough. Um, but um, he had, uh, and his son was with him, who'd um, they'd been to so many games, it was ridiculous. Uh, I, I wonder if. Um, if DJ knows him actually, because he's a he, he's a very he was a very there were so many pictures of him with people with them, particularly with um um Zigga Zaga, what's his face um, Greenway Greenway yeah Greenway he had pictures of him with Greenway who was a, who was clearly a mate so that that was an interesting chat but I was so ex exhausted that after about half an hour I said I'm terribly sorry excuse me I've got to have a bit of a kip so I had a bit for Zuz. And we're back in again, and he's regaling everybody on the next table with, with all his, uh, the joy of his, uh, of his being a Chelsea supporter. And for 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 guys who don't know about this, but the uh, who are listening, um, one of the things of being at these away games is you do meet some characters, you really do, who have been supporting the 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 group, supporting the the uh, the team for you know since they were kids, and they've been going since they were teenagers, and they are founts of knowledge. And um, you have some joyous conversations with these people about the history of the club and some debates. You know, I said I like George Graham. He didn't like him purely because he'd he'd said some nasty things about Chelsea and, and, and you know, was, was annoyed about him as a manager. I said, yeah, but as a player, but for Chelsea for that period with, with Doherty's boys, he was a great player and I got great joy out of that. But, um, uh, um, yeah, so that was the, the consequence of, of the whole of that and also your standing you know, uh, and it's cold, and you're being abused by a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Liverpudlians. I mean, but also, I think we've got to stop singing um, um, "Feed the Scousers." I really do. I think it's about time we stop doing that. I think we and should the... stop feeding them entirely. Really, entirely, yes, entirely. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. No, <laughs> no, I don't mean that. No, I just think. It's being reported a bit, and I think there are, you know, it, it antagonises them hugely, hugely, because when they scored, they went absolutely berserk. As I say, I was sitting on the line of the, of the, um, uh, of where the the other supporters were. So it was Everton just right next to me with stewards on the side, and uh, they really didn't like us um, as a consequence of this of the abusive songs we'd been singing. Uh, <clears throat> they didn't sing Rent Boys to to their. Uh, uh, you know, not to their detriment. What's the opposite? To their credit. Uh, to their credit. Well done. Good word. Yes, to their credit. But um, uh, and as I say, also the, the the you get your life sucked out of you a bit after you watch another performance like that. You know, I find it, it it's difficult. Get it? You you you're definitely buoyed up. One is buoyed up by seeing the team play well, and to see that again, you just. You know, and and everybody's debating what on earth you could do. There was that was the big thing as well. Not only they're reminiscing, but you're talking about what what ways there are to try and get the team to be better. So you you have a kind of microcosm of a of a of a fan cast really with a lot of people who are annoyingly well informed. And occasionally, I think God, they should be on the fan cast better than you and me, Chidge. No more about no more about everything than than than, than yeah, we well, do without yeah. getting all Joey Barton about it. Um, yeah, there are people who who can. Uh, who know about football, and there are people who can talk about it. Oh, that's true. In front of a microphone, I hasten to add. That's true. That's true. Yes, I won't be so um, 
I won't be praising them as much as I was. Yeah, but anyway, um, yes. So thank you. So uh, you asked me how I was, and round about no, an enormous. I, I, I've had the full, way. the full I've panoply. You've told me, and also I'm, today has been a day of admin, really yeah, annoying. Well, admin. Tell me about it. I've been fucking um, yeah. tax returned all that. Now, about this time, I would normally say, anyway, who have we got on the show tonight with us, J.K.? And I would say, I would say, is there anybody on the show tonight? Is there and anybody go, there? Yeah, is anybody there? I can't see anybody. No. Well, we'll, and the uh, and the reality, somebody would then they would then smile, and I'd say, ah, oh, but of course, it's Dan Silver, it's Tony Glover, it's whoever, it's. Mark Worrell, it's... It's Monty Python's Flying uh, Circus. Yeah. It's whoever, yeah. But um, in reality, there is indeed no one. It's just you and me, Chidge. I can, if you like. Would you like? I can be... I'll be someone else. No. Shall I be... Shall I be Nobby? No. I'll be Nobby from no. Brixton. just be JK. Hello. Hello, all, I re- all I require from you tonight is to be JK. I'll be, I'll be Nobby from Brixton, who has a different view, thinks okay. it's all... Well, I, I'm happy that it's just JK. I don't. Okay. I don't not, Nobby, Nobby's not invited. No, I mean we would have had Mark on tonight, wouldn't we? But uh, he is otherwise engaged, annoyingly, frustratingly, sadly, because we love having Mark on the show. But uh, J.K., I've done radio shows for four hours in duration at a time in the morning when most sane people are still in bed, and they work yeah. very well. So I have no fear for. But that was it. just you. You weren't with me. No, I, I, I did it with. I, did, I, I had two people on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to do. Who did I do it with? Um, oh, oh, Paul Mortimer, who used to play for Charlton. Yes. It was great. Um, I, I used to, but he was like the main presenter for some reason. So I just used to try and stay awake and say stupid things to annoy him or make him laugh, as, as I do with you. Exactly. I played the J.K. role rather well, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. Who else? I did. I did one with Luther, Luther Blissett once as well amazing anyway we digress it will be fun people just me and jk small but beautifully formed we will be fine and we will hopefully entertain you this evening and, and it uh, might hopefully be brief uh no i doubt that very no, much wait. well if we're crap it might be brief it might be we'll see we'll see now listen as ever don't forget you can listen to the show live live every monday and friday at around half past seven by going to mixler which is m-i-x-l-r that's how you spell it chelsea hyphen fancast.mixler.com and of course you can join in the chat posting on the live chat page as so many of you do it's fabulous to see you all in there the usual suspects are in there great to see you now uh, of course, as you should all know by now, you can follow us, follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. And, of course, listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms. And make sure you leave us a lovely, beautiful, sexy, rude hullet style five-star review. Talking of which, JK, uh, I didn't get to bed until three o'clock on Saturday morning because the fucking thing wouldn't publish and upload onto Acast. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. I was so fucked off. Yes, yes, I'm I'm sure. Unbelievable. Uh, I've had a couple of things like that with the fan bite where they just don't yeah. they're not interested in putting it up and you don't understand what it it just says failed to load. You just think I don't I, I don't, don't need this what... shit. Yeah. I mean I was yeah. supposed to do I was supposed to do my CFCK article straight off the shows, you remember. But I yeah. couldn't I couldn't do it on Saturday. Anyway, never mind. Now uh I've mentioned the Mixler group. I mean I have to say of all the things that we've been involved with for years and years and years and years. Uh, and almost by accident, really, the greatest thing that we've kind of done is this Mixler group because uh, they gen- the people love it, mate. They love being in there and having a chat with each other, and they get on really well. I mean, there's a bit of bants. They uh, they are mainly respectful, but massive variety of opinions, as you would expect, but it it's lovely little community that we've done. So uh, 
There's a there's another thing you can do. You can join our Discord group, which, as I said, is like 24-7 uh, Mixler, which is rather lovely. Uh, and to do that, of course, all you have to do is to become a Chelsea Fancast patron, and uh, which basically entails you bunging a few shekels my way every month. Uh, not a lot. You don't have to spend a lot. Uh, and you don't even have to spend anything at all. Love you all equally, as you all know, whether you do or you don't. But if you do want to uh, help support the show, then it is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And of course, when you do that, the minute you sign up, or usually a few days later when I figured it out, uh, I will then say, hello, welcome. Really lovely of you to join our Patreon. Here's a link to Discord. And by the way, if you would like to have a Kerry Dixon mini banner, a replica of the one that hangs on the uh, small replica, I should say, the, the one that hangs in the Matthew Hardigan, uh, then I will require your address and I will send one out to you. And by the way, I, I'm, I, they're imminent. I've got a whole tranche to send out. I promise to you I'll get them out to you by, within a week. Okay, I promise that they will be sent within a week. Okay, so there you go. Now, after this short uh, interlude, uh, I will, uh, be, well, we will be carrying on talking about the football. <laughs> So, uh, I managed to find a stream. I suppose that was the only positive of the day, really. And then that's debatable, given what we served up. I mean, here's the thing, mate. I mean, I wonder how much of this is conditioned depression. But I think the actual reality is, I don't think we played as badly as the, the you know, the leap off the, 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 the deep end suggested post-match. I mean, it wasn't as... It, it was better than United and Newcastle. There were plenty of attacks. They had the majority of the possession. They, they even were having a fire on at goal. But of course, and I mean, you know, I thought I thought Brozier, you know, looked raw, of course, but he held the ball up better than Jackson. I thought Mudrick actually yeah. managed to beat a man and cross the ball. You know, there, it wasn't as bad as I think it felt afterwards. But, but of course, the main problem, of course, was a complete fucking inability to put the ball in the back of the net. And, of course, well, switching off in defence. I mean, I don't know. Those two goals, we'll discuss them later. But either way, you know, it, it sends, tends, this is what's happening at the moment. Well, of course, having been completely outplayed by United, who put us to the sword by um, pressing like mad lunatics and uh, uh, and having three or four players on every single uh, single Chelsea player who attempted to get forward and not having the now, well, I suppose having the smallest players in the universe to book the ball up the field to and no, no and Jackson playing, you know, like an idiot. As I think we've, we've, uh, we've unfortunately become to realise that um, uh, he is uh, um, at the moment, because he'd played decently in pre-season, at the moment completely talentless and following a long line of, of Chelsea players. But I think that, so when they were presented with an Everton side who were truly dreadful. I mean, this is the problem. Is Everton were um, pusillanimous, um, uninterested, um, uh, talentless, and uh, could just kept giving the ball away. Uh, the only tactic they had was to boot the ball long. 
and um, Calvert-Lewin run after it. And they did that a hell of a lot. Or even Pickford would boot it long. And I think the players, rather than thinking, oh, we, we could win this easily, but breathed a sigh of relief and just dinked the ball around hither and thither instead of thinking they're there for the taking. But of course, as you say, Chich, what, what occurred was, was because they were all over them, Rather than thinking we better, you know, we'll score a goal as we did in, in the Man City game or we did in the Brighton game as well. They they then set up chances and, as you say, didn't put them away. So immediately there was a kind of an even Stevens approach. The old problems appeared, which is the can't get the ball in the net rubbish. Um, uh, I mean, it, you know, poor old Jackson, even when he came on for half an hour um, instead of Broger, he managed to... Uh, Mrs. Sitter, which I just thought was, you know, half the course by dithering. But I like Broger just because he was an alternative, because, as you say, he could hold the ball up and he got bullishly into situations. He, 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 he's a handful. He is not the answer. He is not good enough. He isn't good enough for the elite club that we are supposed to be. He's good enough for a mid-table side. <laughs> Which is and what we are at the moment. Unfortunately, is what we are at the moment. But because that's you just maintain being a mid mid table side. But there's one moment where Mudrick and he combined. When Mudrick, I have to say, Mudrick had the beating of whoever the left back was. Well, the right. It, it back was actually was. young. I chuckled actually, immensely. Yeah, of course it. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And then, every, then he, well, then he went off. And he went off. Yeah. He, yeah it was, well, it was ridiculous. Every single time, he every time he got the ball, he beat him. However. What goes on in the boy's head is now the problem. We've now established, yes, if he plays, he's, he is the quickest man in the world, in the universe, in the, in, in, you know, since the Big Bang. He is unbelievably quick. However, he has the football brain, you know, of my sodding ass Of, this of a table. whelk, Jonathan, of, of a, a whelk. whelk. As I said, indeed, as I said, of a whelk. For fuck's sake. The, the one dreadful moment when he actually got, I thought, bloody hell, he's done After that shot at the beginning that... Um, Fernandez had was the best moment for him, really. Um, other than this, yeah, this stab that he made that Brozier just managed to um, to hit over the bar would have been a great goal if it would have happened. But you know, Brozier got there a bit too soon. Actually, that was the problem. But he's, you know, I thought, well, at least we're seeing we're not. It's unlikely that we'll get into a situation where if Brozier's in front of goal, he's actually going to um, miss as badly as Jackson. And yet, you know, we, we, it never really happened. But he, 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 you know, he battles Brozier. But as I say. You know, we, it, the the madness of the of the club, of the owners, of with all these purchases, of not actually buying somebody who could stick the ball in the net because it wasn't because um and Kunku's not a centre forward, so you know what what was what was happening in their minds? Did they think we can make Broya work or Jackson will work? Because Jackson certainly isn't a centre forward. I don't know what he is. He's not. But he's not good enough. But um. Uh, and they can buy one in pre-season, but we might pre-season. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's why. I mean, do you know what? Yes. I, I want. I, I would love to answer that question, but I'm gonna, I want to answer that in part two when we get into a lot of the more systemic issues because that is obviously the most obvious one. I mean, I was just kind of thinking about it. I mean, I know I was a bit pissy when the game was on, blah 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 blah, but you know, all. I mean, I, I stand by what I say. I thought generally we 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 were a lot better, uh, but even with that. No, it, 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 better because they were so yeah, terrible. Well, I, I, terrible. Po- point taken. But I was, if you allowed me to finish, I was I'm about so I was about to qualify it with Your Honour. Your it's Honor. all right. I'm you're so you're you're you're, uh, you're uh, forgiven. Uh, I was about to say the trouble is right now. Now whether this is true in two years' time or whatever, I don't know because it's still very hard to say. We all want to say 
they're all rubbish but i it, i don't really definitively think we can say that but what i can say is that right now there's just so little quality in the side there's no quality of thought no quality of passing no quality of movement and most of all and this applies particularly up front but also at the back no quality of execution so even if they do have a lot of possession and they ping them all around in the middle and they are better than the other side they are not as good as we need them to be in my opinion there is no doubting that they're good players there is none because of what they of what they have achieved in teams what, what, well hang on what have they achieved well i suppose well yes i suppose you could say uh Caseda had a very good premier league season. one eight one one year at brighton yeah, yeah one year at still, brighton yeah 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 true enzo's won the world cup we'll give him that yeah. Okay. Well, all the alternative to just to, is to counter what you were saying, which is that they're all not good enough. Well, this is. I don't. I don't think we can say it definitively. I think maybe what we can say is that, you know, by the normal rules of football, they are talented. Okay. But okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. They're, they're not proven, and I think that's the big problem. I was watching something, or listening to something on on the wireless, or was it the TV? I can't remember. But uh, no, actually, it might be in the TV. Uh, Mika Richards was. I watched Match of the Day for breakfast this morning. I couldn't bear doing it until today rather than yesterday. But Mika Richards was actually quite good. I mean, number one, he highlighted just what a potentially brilliant defender Braithwaite is, who who had Brozier's number. Yes, great yes. tussle. But he's good. And he point. He highlighted some of the things he did that were, at, you know, seeing it through that lens. You thought, oh yeah, actually he's right. He's a, he's a player. But um, they were generally saying, you know, what happens these days? You know, do do you not get coached? I mean, it's you've got all these talented players who make basic mistakes. You know, they 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 don't un- seem to understand the fundamentals of football. Has it has it been coached out of them or not coached or what? It's hard to say. But like you know, understanding what position to be in when you're defending. You know, what side you're supposed to be on. You know, when to jockey him out of position. All of these things they don't do that. And that that I I mean, where are the you know they might have all this like talent and, and speed and flicks, but where are the fundamentals? Where are the basics? I'm sure they are taught that. I'm sure that does happen. But why don't they just, fucking do it then? So we we haven't got the players. Who, well, they ought to. They ought to be able to do it, oughtn't they? You know, um, um, Desarzi's played for France, hasn't he? Um, uh, Badia Shields played for France, hasn't he? So yeah. uh, I mean, both caught so hopelessly out of position. They, they, yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, and and also the for 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 Dobbin, what a wonderful name. Um, uh, Named after a, a only player named after a horse, as I said, to score a goal in the Premier League. Um, he he had all the all the room in the world just to hit the shot through. Nobody went. Nobody nobody went out to block him. From I mean, that punch. I, I, poor old Petrovic. First thing he has yeah, to do. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a very good punch, J.K. If we're being it wasn't, br- brutally it honest, wasn't, Chid, but. Chid, um, Chid, Chid. He but, did have an Everton player stamping on his foot, practically. Yeah, but, but there, again, there were three. There were three players, Everton players, outside of the box. Any one of whom could yeah. have had a blat yeah. at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they left them all completely unmarked. But I have to yeah. say, young Dobbin, uh, I, I kept on thinking, "Fuck's sake!" Why, you know, couldn't Petrovic have done better there? But actually, young Dobbin walloped that. It went in at a tremendous lick. It was a very good shot. Oh, yeah, very good shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, but but having said that, though. Li- it's unlikely, isn't it, if you've got the whole of the goal in front of you and the ball comes out on the edge of the penalty area and you've 
you've been taught the basics. We said people weren't taught the basics of just driving it towards the goal. You're going to hit hit the target, and he took it very well. But you know, it it wasn't it wasn't an angled shot just ending up in the top left hand corner. It was just a splat that ended up in the you know in the middle of the goal, beating the goalkeeper. You know, so you know, but but um, I it it was a there was a kind of inevitable consequence because, of course, once they scored the first goal, the crowd, which had been funereal-like, as I mentioned, hadn't responded, and getting on the backs of the players, um, suddenly went, became, you know, incandescent with joy and uh, and the fact that they were beating the the Tory scum, as we were called on several occasions. Um, uh, it just, just didn't. If we're didn't all, if we're all Tory scum, if we're all Tory scum, excuse me, sorry, Jonathan, it just really offends yeah, me that. But if we're all Tory scum, how come they fucking voted Esther McVeigh in then? You know, the, yes, the Scouse that, minister that, that, for nonsense. Yes, but that's because they couldn't stand um, uh, Corbyn. Of course, let's not go down that. Uh, but you know, it's in Liverpool. They're not all fucking red up there. Some of them are blue, Chief. Indeed, they are. That would be Everton. Um, sorry to butt in with my high dudgeon there. I mean, that, that's, no, 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 we have high dudgeon. High dudgeon. No, but for, I just, I just thought that that we we created a situation of our of our own um, doing. It was our own doing that that caused them to get back in the game, yeah. and um, and we should have killed it off early. They were there completely for the taking, and we didn't go up a level to enable us to to. To, to you know to put them out of their misery we didn't do it we were complacent at the beginning because i felt we weren't be, they'd been given the runaround like we had done against united it's almost as if they went oh they're not rushing at us to kick us oh we've got no problem playing the ball out from the back oh we can take our time it'll come it'll come and they needed to be an extra element about it they needed to actually be slightly more on their well they need to be more on their game to score you know but it's not going to happen if you've got a winger, Mudrick, who just aimlessly hits the ball wherever. You've got a forward like Broyer, who, though he tries, isn't the isn't the the real deal for me. They haven't got one basically. And you've got two midfielders who Casado uh, constantly plays short passes. I'm not seeing an any. There isn't a creative spark going on in the midfield. Very banal. All right, they ran it. They may have run the midfield. Very slow passing sideways. Very no. There's once again this none of this sharpness that you've got to have in the Premier League to actually put aside to the sword who are worse than you who don't have your talent and so of course they're all now going on about today you know they wanted it more um they've got to they, they fought for it it's all about fighting it's all about passion well no that didn't happen until they scored the goal and that just happened completely out of the blue and yet you almost could predict that as a fan watching it we thought God, they should be two up. They should be three up. It's they're going to score one, Everton. The crowd's going to. I predicted this half time. Crowd's going to come alive, and we're going to be under the sword. We'll then panic. Well, they can just. We'll, they can just. We'll, you know, basically part the bus. We'll which is, at the home. We won't be able to yeah, play around the block. Exactly. We'll. We'll also. We'll up our game. Then we'll then up our game, and uh, we'll fail left. to score. Yeah. And it's and they'll score another goal. I'm afraid. I absolutely predicted it because I'm an old git who's been watching football matches for you know over 60 years and i just look at them and think this is that pattern i know exactly what's going to happen watching chelsea it's chelsea from a different era or even for lot for lots of eras failing to put the game to bed consequently letting the team in the crowd then come alive we then panic madly the opposition then defend and they score a breakaway goal 
End of game. It's exactly what happened. It was unbelievably frustrating. Yeah, of course. Well, we've seen that play before, haven't we? I mean, Dyke, yeah. Dyche said uh, after the match, uh, after Poch said Chelsea were the better team, he said, well, I'm not going to do the Sean Dyche because my voice will go if I do. Anyway, they were better in some <laughs> ways. They were better in some ways, like in keeping possession. <laughs> but you've got to find ways of winning. We're finding ways of winning. We fight. Work. Really do right. the ugly Very side good. of the game. But actually, you know, he's absolutely bang on. You know, we don't do yeah. that. This is the trouble with these guys. You know, when I talk about the foundations and the basics, the foundations yeah. and the basics of football are you have to fight. You have to work hard. You have to do the ugly fucking things in the game. I mean, I remember years ago in a moment of utter stupidity, which I regret intensely in terms of supporting Chelsea, I thought... Getting your knob out. You got your knob out. No, no, I never regretted that. Um, No, I mean, I I was basically, you know, coating off Mikel, saying he was rubbish. What did he do? Because actually, Mikel embodies that. That's what he did. He did the dirty shit work so that others in that team could flourish. And that's how football works. Laurie McMenemy, many, many years ago, lovely man, actually, Laurie Mack, but he used to have a beautiful phrase for this. He said, a, a team, a football team need, needs seven hod carriers and four violinists. And that's the point. You know, you've got to work hard. And if you don't work hard, you don't fucking earn the right to play pretty football. This lot seemed to go in. I don't know if it's a FIFA mentality. I don't know if it's the basics not being coached. I don't know if it's a mentality, whatever. But they seem to think they they could they're, they're great fucking superstar footballers because some stupid prick paid a, you know eighty fucking million quid for them, and they think that they can just turn it on from minute one. They don't have you haven't earned the right, mate. Fucking play the game first, get ahead, then start being fancy. But is it that, or is it that it's an albatross around their neck being the the hundred million pound player? Because I'm not seeing at the moment um, Fernandez doing anything that makes me think he's. You mean he's the, the Latin up. Kovacic? Hey. Well, well, no, the Latin less than Kovacic, because um, <laughs> yes. we're, we're not seeing much happening there. Well, he's about, about, he's about just, as good as shooting, isn't he, really? Yeah. But the, uh, the, also, he had another shot, didn't he, that went straight Actually, that to was, the... Yeah, he was unlucky with that. Yeah. He was but, unlucky but no, with but that. The, other one, the first one was a good one. The first one was a good one. But his second, his follow-up was, 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 wasn't there. But, you know, it spoke volumes. He got taken off after 50 minutes. And then we have... Um, the fact there were no there were no attacks going down the right hand side from the beginning. Everything was down the left because of Mudrik. But it just meant also that because um, uh, uh, Reese was playing, you know, at fifty percent again, and then horror of horrors goes off with a, a hamstring problem, and you just think, with some, what on earth is happening here? And I feel so much for the poor boy. It's desperate, problem- isn't it? It's it's becoming oh, it's tragic oh. tragic proportions at the moment. I oh. think. You know what a player I know. he has been. Well, he's our JK. He's our best player. Yeah, he's our best yeah. player. He's probably our most experienced player. He also completely yeah. understands what what Chelsea used to be about—the winning mentality. Um, I, I mate, I, I I wrote in my notes afterwards. Uh, you know that the, the orphan. I said he's broken. He's broken. Yeah. You yeah. know, I fear for him. I fear for his career, mate. Yeah. yeah, completely. Awful, awful, awful. And then, of course, the whole thing is imbalance, complete imbalance, yeah. and. Cucurella can't get down the right-hand side at all to overlap or anything. Nothing happened from there. And yet it was happening a lot from the other side with Mudrik, but nothing happened on the right. And, um, uh, you know, once again, he, he, you know, he's a £60 million player and he, he's OK. But this is the problem is when we're saying he's OK. You don't want to be saying he's OK. You want to be saying he's, he's top banana. He's a top player. 
the only top players i keep going on about this is of course is cole palmer who is a who is a a, a star act star attraction um his step overs his shifts his his uh his ability to to chip the ball he's a his vision he, his work he really rate work rate he is the kind of player that they should every player they paid over 100 million for should be as good or better than him and they paid only 35 million for him and he is streets ahead he is he has a an ability to to put players in i i know i he is such an impressive player fantastic and yet he is so clearly streets ahead of the rest of them that uh you know i don't know what he's thinking he must be bashing his brains out um but obviously he's not because he's playing um he, he must be uh, uh slightly bewildered as to what he's thrust himself into um but yeah so the whole team then goes out of kilter because colwell comes on again to play left back and he's not a left back and he also has a bizarre attitude colwell he's constantly stuck in he's constantly scrapping and leaving his foot in and god and getting annoyed and when in doubt you know the man you know we do like a a scrapper, Chidge. We've talked about that, somebody, but not sort of completely illegally all the time. Um, and he has to somehow be the same kind of player. He has to have an it has to be very good to have that kind of approach. I want him to be so we go, oh, he's a great player, but also he's got a bit of a you know an energy to him. Ooh, rather than at the moment thinking, oh, you know, he's he's been he's been taken to the cleaners by the winger and uh and he's now fouled him. Oh shit, you know, it's that. I, I, he's given a free kick. I, I, that's what worries me about him. And what did we think about the um, uh, the silver situation? What did we think about that? That um, him not playing. Well, you know, I, I said it on Friday. I picked him in my you side. You were right. You were right. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, I did also say, you know, in fact, actually, I think I don't know either you or or Martin said, yeah, but you know, has he got three games in a week in him? So maybe yeah. maybe that was the but case. The rest, perhaps that was the, the agreement. Yeah. I mean, I was quite yeah. I was quite excited actually to see you know Badia Shield and uh, Dizazi play together because of course they've played together since they were in youth football. So you would yeah. have thought they had an understand. You would have thought they had an understanding. Didn't really show up on fucking Sunday, did it? But there no. you go. I mean, look, you know, I mean, I, just go back to the point you made actually about um, about uh, Everton. You know, and I. I thought I thought you know obviously I, I liked I liked uh, I liked Dyche's comments, but I think I think there was just a sense that they wanted it more. But more than that, they're you know they're a gnarly, experienced, streetwise Premier League team. And I thought I thought Dyche's point about finding a way to win was absolutely spot on. That's what they did. They weren't they weren't they were the second best you know all day, but they found a way to win. And I think this is the problem that we have with an inexperienced team they haven't done that remember we go back to uh jose's first season when we won away at blackburn you know which we all at the time and and certainly haven't changed our minds with with hindsight think was a massive turning point in the jose team in the mentality of that team they found a way to win you know when they were being kicked all over the place in a really hostile place but they found a way to win and that was a learning experience for them this lot haven't been through those kind of learning experiences yet because they are basically an inexperienced team whereas at the moment they're finding a way to lose aren't they They are exactly and they are finding the most ridiculous ways to lose i mean if you if you take an overview of so many games that we've played just kind of like smudge them all together what would come out of it is that we receive ridiculously stupid goals bordering on a little bit of just bad fortune and we 
can't find the net at all. And a lot of that is bordering on bad fortune. I mean, I know there's a hefty amount of incompetence in there as well, but you could probably say that. So we, we find ways not to win. We find ways to lose. But, you know, Deitch's team found a way to win. And uh, that's what we've got to do, mate. And I think, as I said, it, 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 it's digging in. It's digging in, being gnarly, you know, fighting for it. I mean, there's... yeah. I mean, we could go on and on and on. It ain't going to change soon. That's my worry. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, I know. Sanchez. Um, I thought Sanchez pulled off an absolutely superb save. Wonderful I thought, save. Yeah, I, Wonder- thought, I thought he was Wonder- really unlucky uh, with the goal because he did what he had to do, which, he, you know, yeah. Calvert-Lewin was through on goal. He stopped both ball and man. Um, and he was really unlucky that it ricocheted to uh, Decore, who I thought put it away really well. I mean, yeah. if I'm being hypercritical, Colwell could have gone out to him. Could have gone out to him. Didn't. Decided to try and cover the the left stick. But, you know, yeah. just unlucky. I mean, see I what I mean he, about unlucky? You know, there is a bit of he, that about it. Colwell was obviously wasn't aware that Sanchez was lying in a, a you know, in a heap in the middle of the goal. Uh, and was presuming that he was standing up and could possibly save the uh, the rebound, you know. So, uh, um, I mean, if that, that, yeah, that was an un- unfortunate moment. Um, and that's an unfortunate moment for Petrovic to make his debut, really. So, uh, uh, but I think we'll be seeing more of Petrovic over the next few weeks. If um, well, well, if Sanchez has done his bit. knee, hasn't he? Yeah. So he'll, yeah. he'll be out for a few weeks. We'll probably yeah. never seen again, like half the other injured players we've bought. Absolutely, never to be seen again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Andy. I mean, because I've been sitting here all day. I have literally been sitting in this bloody seat all day. My back's killing me, which is probably good because it's add- adding to my bad mood, which might make for a quite a ranty show. But uh, nothing would compare to Andy Jacobs on Talk Sport today. Um, but he was saying that you know we've got something like two hundred million quid worth of players sitting on the bench who'd never kicked a ball for Chelsea yet. So anyway, enough. Uh, we're going to have a quick lemon break, I think, so I can calm down. J.K. can make a cup of tea or whatever. Uh, but before we do, cup of tea, cup of tea, cup of tea, J.K. He's off already. He's, he's, bye bye, everybody. He's doing his bye famous bye. famous disappearing act out of the studio. It reminds me of the Love Sport days. Bless him. Anyway, um. As you all know, uh, actually, you don't know this, but I, I was writing a, um, funnily enough, I was writing an article, uh, I actually ended up doing it on Saturday because I couldn't upload the bloody show on Friday, but there is a new CFCU coming out. It'll be ready for the Sheffield United game. Funnily enough, the title of that article is called FUBAR. And I forgot to tell you earlier on, if those of you who don't know what FUBAR means, it's it's kind of a slang that was developed. I, th- I think it was the Second World War. It might be in the First World War, but let's go Second World War by the American soldiers uh, who used it to. Uh, it's an acronym, obviously, but it, they used to used it to describe the situation that they felt they permanently found themselves in. And FUBAR means fucked up beyond all recognition. And uh, I really can't think of a better way to describe this football club at the moment. So my, my article goes into all the reasons why I think it's fucked up beyond recognition. So there we go. Uh, go and get that. Now, if you want to get it, obviously you go to Fulham Broadway. Uh, it's opposite the exit to the tube. There's a little stall there where you'll see Marco and Dave and a few others. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jason's there. Chuckles is there usually. We all, we all go and say hello. So there we go. Go and get it there. Of course, you'll find the sellers in the in the Fulham Road going, Arry up, it's only a pound. Uh, and there you go. You get your copy. If you can't go to the matches, do not panic. You can actually subscribe to this uh, for every season uh, by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. 
And you can get hard copy sent in the post to you. 20 quid for a year subscription in the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid for the rest of the world. Uh, but you can also get, if you'd rather not have a um, you know, a hard copy, you can get a digital version, a PDF of it, emailed to you for six quid for a season or one pound each. And you can pay all of that via PayPal. Uh, now, the other thing which I do like to shout out about, and I think uh, given the current situation that this football club is in, in the wider context... Um, I think it's probably a very good idea for you to go and buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share. Um, I mean, what it does is it means you have a share of the freehold of the stadium and it protects it from being sold or taken from under our feet. Uh, but it's also um, gives you a massive say in what happens at uh, you know Chelsea in terms of the stadium. So we actually have some sort of some sort of power over the club all of the people who own these shares well most of them uh, are basically died in the wall long-term Chelsea supporters so I mean you know they they, they have we I should say because I'm a shareholder but we do have the interests of the club at heart I mean like they own the name for example so you know you can't just decide to call it uh Chelsea Dodgers or something anyway it's well worth having and as I said particularly in somewhat volatile nay uncertain times like these uh the shares are priced about 110 quid for an electronic share uh 173 quid for a share framed uh, and signed by a chelsea player so if you want to get one just go to chelseafc.com uh, and search for chelsea pitch owners right we will be back in a very short while when you follow a big team like chelsea one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match especially when it's away and not live on tv in the uk What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Part Two. I am Stanford Chidge, and uh, delighted to be back. Uh, I have with me, of course, the. Uh, the uh, well, I mean, you know, he's incomparable. Incomparable, exactly. What word I was struggling for? We have Mister Mister Jonathan Kidd, J.K. Just me and J.K. tonight. It's been quite fun so far, hasn't it? It's just the two of us, Chidge. Have you have you just... have you felt that you've had a little bit more uh, wiggle room tonight? No, no. 
So you'd much no. prefer if I said nothing this part then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be a 55-minute fan bite. <laughs> I bet you could do it, mate. You could fucking talk for fifty-five minutes non-stop. I bet you could. Yeah, I need a couple of notes, though, mate. I've got you've got your notes there, haven't you? So. I have. Uh, we should get on with it. Um, uh, I think I want to have a more systemic uh, look at uh, where we are at the moment because that's kind of really where the post-match debate moved on to. It'd be interesting to hear what you and your new your new mate Nobby or whatever his name was, Northy. Northy said yeah, on the North train, North. but oh yeah. And by the way, just a, and also a chap called Chris came up and yeah. said um, he loved listening to the show. Oh right, did, fucking hell, it. brilliant. Cheers, Chris. Was, yeah, so that was excellent. Good, good marvelous. Man. Oh, lovely. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's right what you say. Actually, you know, we we talked about this a while ago. Um, but you meet more people, don't you, at away games? It's bizarre. You know, I, 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 I you know, I, I bumped into loads of people up at Burnley that I knew. It was just a joy, you know, and. But you don't do that at home. It's kind of really weird. I suppose you just stick with your lot in the pub and and that's it. I, I you know, anyway, whatever. Um, the, the first stat that caught my attention uh, was that we have apparently ten wins in our last forty-five matches. I mean, we all know about the one we came out with last Friday that we've got thirty-nine points from thirty-nine games. And actually, if you take a, if you look at the Premier League table from the beginning of the year uh, and only had the the 17 teams that have been in the Premier League in that whole year, then we would be joint last, joint bottom. But 10 wins in the last 45. We've got 39 points from 39 games. I mean, over that span of time, JK, that's relegation form, not fucking mid-table form. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Are you worried? Well, if you remember, I was very worried last year. I mean, we managed to uh, to pull ourselves out because... Um, particularly under Frank, we got the two wins, didn't we? But um, I think it was other people being rubbish around us as well. Um, but it, it seems to be a much more competitive league this year. Um, well, look, look, at, look at Luton against City. Do you know that yeah, Luton, have played, yeah, Luton have played the majority of the top six clubs at home and they've yeah. only lost them all by one goal. They are no yeah. pushovers. None at all. They've got better and better. I think they're much better than when we played them earlier on in the season. And I think it was all a bit novel for them being in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, and Burnley seemed to be playing a bit better as well. I, you know, it's, it's, he somehow got to get them to, well, let's go back to the two games that we performed excellently in, in the Spurs and the Man City game. What was it that worked then that hasn't worked subsequently? What was it? What, what were the, what were the levels of energy? What was the commitment? What was the intensity? What was the goal scoring? Because we scored, didn't we, with the the 3-2 win over Brighton. That was another, that was 11 goals in three games. And and suddenly we had two really inept performances. I mean, more than inept, just absolutely catastrophic performances. So, yes, that's relegation form. And yet if they then do come up with a, 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 a performance as competent as well competent there were lots of errors still but the those three matches that we did well in well then we could surprise anybody but that's what we talked about in every other fan bite isn't it that that it's going to be a season like that except the trouble is is that if it isn't a season like those three wins and then just all falls apart which is a distinct possibility that's the trouble if they if they start being rolled over then uh um, it, it, it seeps into the soul, doesn't it, of the team? And the team finds it very hard to get out of that rhythm. So, I mean, they've done that recently with a team of experienced players, you know, 
under Tuchel. They've yeah. done it, and we still had a few of them, didn't we, with, with Potter? But I think it's an even bigger worry with a young team because I think... They've not had any experience of this at all. Well, absolutely. I mean, and, and, but also, you know, I think it's a confidence issue. If, if, you've, if you've won stuff, played well, become established, know you're a good player, you've got that, you know, class is uh, permanent, form is temporary belief, haven't you? Oh, it'll be all right. I'm just in a bit of bad form. It'll come good. I know it will because it has before. When you're a young player, you haven't been through that experience. So I wonder if it plays on your mind a bit. You know, I mean, I would imagine if you're a young player, a lot of those players are sitting there pinching themselves, thinking, I can't believe I'm actually playing for a club like Chelsea. You know, and and I, oh, I, you know, and I wonder if I do, I do. You know, it's interesting. We're talking about fight, weren't we? In part one, I, I sometimes think that Chelsea play with a lot of fear. Still, I mean, they didn't against City. That was the remarkable thing. I do not know where that outlier came from because they looked a real team and they looked bloody good. But I have seen a lot of the matches I've seen. They look, they look like they're playing with fear. J.K. You know, but on the other hand. I mean, they're also, we said Martin was saying, wasn't he, on Friday? You know, it's not a team, but a bunch of individuals. There isn't any fight. There's no leadership, no experience. Um, and I think that really grinds my gears a bit because, okay, something we'll talk about in a minute about, well, you know, what is Poch's involvement in this? He is, after all, the manager. But I do wonder, I mean, you know, the the word on everybody's lips last night on social media was recruitment. Um, and of course, we know that they like to take a stats-based uh, view of all this. Well, one thing that stats don't really take account of is experience, is fight, is leadership. Is it? You don't. I don't think there's a metric for that, is there? Well, when you think about it, it was it was a very they 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 must have thought that they were going to take the league by its lapels and give it a good shaking by getting a whole series of top, supposedly top, top players, according to the stats. And it, as you say, Chich, it hasn't taken uh, that that kind of level of competence um, has to be thrown in and experience it. It can't be taken just from a, uh, a brief window, which is, I think, of what they did, and from, a, from youth. Unless I think the manager has an ability somehow to give them a magic and uh, I think possibly in a different league, it it might have worked really well because all the teams are nowhere near as strong as the Premier League. And I just think of the with the athleticism and the uh, the teams of experts in and the experience that all the other teams have got. And I think that this is where they've come unstuck. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's it's they're relying then on their individuality because that's all they've got. They're not they're not experienced or, 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 or able to rely on their own mates to get them out of it, to play as a team, because that's not what they've been doing before. Well, I suppose you could say that Hernandez, Fernandez, that's all he did because he was a very green individual when he played for, for Argentina and won the World Cup. But it was, if you look at it, there were players around him who could buoy him up. and um, And in this instance, he's almost having to take the mantle of being one of the supposedly better players because he's he's 105 million pounds worth um but he's he's um he's not you know he feels as if he's in the deep end he's not doing well he's suffering from this um 
Uh, I, I, I will always go. I'll go back to these three games. I'll go back to the Brighton game. I'll go back to the uh, um, the City game, and I'll go back to the Spurs game. We weren't talking about lack of experience or leadership then. I know that it, 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 it that somehow was we we created something that all seemed to click together. So what what has occurred in the last well, three weeks? Okay, I mean what i feel you know i i don't think it i don't think there is a simple explanation i i actually honestly don't know what the explanation is because it was so as i said the city performance you know and the arsenal performance to a degree uh are outliers to be honest that i did hear something interesting last night or was it this morning on match of the day again um i don't actually you know, i don't know where i heard it from but it doesn't really matter but basically we've won uh more games We've won more. I think we've won more games this season. Or we've won the games this season where we've had less possession, possession but yes. we've lost the games in which we've had more possession. Yes, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because that what does that tell you immediately? Well, it tells me that ah, oh, that means we're a a good counter-attacking side, proven against City, and B and Brighton and Brighton and, and, as well. and Brighton as well. Yeah, and B. Uh, you know, we're not very good at breaking teams down who part the bus. These things we know already. But what makes this fascinating for me is I don't know. I mean, this is probably on Poch to a degree, but again, and it would also have something to do with the rec- recruitment. But, you know, one of the things I don't think we really know is what, what style of football we're trying to play. Um, you know, are we possession-based side? I mean, he likes to play out the back. They like to fanny about in midfield. But is that a legacy of previous managers? I would say possibly not, given that we've got an entirely new team. But if we are trying to be a possession-based side, we're not a fucking very good one because we can't pass it well enough. Certainly the back struggle with that. Um, or are we actually better as a counter-attacking side? And I mean, yeah, you know, the, 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 the stats yeah. on that basis would say, well, yeah, we are. In which, and we've got, we've got, hello, we've got fucking um, Mudrick and Sterling you know, we got we got blokes who are quick. So why don't we play as a counterattacking side? In other words, why don't we play three at the back again? Go back to three at the back. Well, interestingly, the United game, despite being completely under the cosh and in, incapable of getting the ball out and giving the ball away all the time, we did create about five chances um, uh, because they had once again. They, you're right; they had most of the possession. It was just the the ineptitude of both Mudrick and Jackson that meant we didn't score. Because we could have scored at least three goals in the first yeah, half, definitely with those chances they had. So we, are, I, I think that's a terrific point. Well, Chich, apart from right? one thing, we can't we can't play counter attack against the majority of the sides in the Premier League. Who will just sit and park the bus? You well, what happens when two two sides park the bus normally? It's a nil nil draw. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like, as I said, like the philosoph- philosophers' football match, you know, in Monty Python. Yes, yes, They'll be yes. wandering around thinking about what they do next. No, I mean, no. Interestingly, what does happen when two teams known for their set pieces is, is the team? Yes, the set pieces win it. But normally, the teams who are um, uh, inclined to to defend because they're up against against a better side, um, uh, that if they play another team that that it does that, one of the teams takes on the mantle of uh, of attacker, don't they? One of them takes on the it, it sort of ebbs and flows with. Um, um, ranks of of ten for the defence, and then they boot the ball up the pitch, and and because uh, the others have have at least attempted to get down the pitch, so it becomes normally both sides running after the ball. So it does happen, doesn't it? Both sides, it's it's the long ball is used. So yeah. Forest play against Burnley, and it's a uh, it's very much that kind of thing, you know. So it's it's 
long ball and running after it. So, but yeah, I, 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 I but I'm, in the end, the the way this argument is going is it it's going down towards what the fuck is the manager doing? Well, a what's the manager doing? But of course, the other the other context of that perhaps is it, none of these players are his. No, he didn't have really any input into it over the summer. By his yeah. own choice, he's not. He doesn't like to get involved with that. He likes to apparently make recommendations, but they're not his well, players. But it tell it. What makes me wonder? Well, if you knew you were going to get, well, I mean, they did buy a lot of them, didn't they, last year for Potter? To be fair, so I, I, maybe I shouldn't be so harsh on them there. But anybody I, they bought this summer, why weren't they thinking of? Is this the kind of player that will work in a potch team? I don't think they did. No, no, because they. What happens in these instances? Does the do the talent uh, the, the talent spotters decide for the club? Do they decide for the manager? Do they say to the manager, "Look, this guy's got the best stats. Let's get him." Yeah. Because what if you remember what Poch did when he went to Spurs was that he he got rid of several of them, yeah. didn't he? He, he tried them out. They weren't playing very well. He decided, "I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them." He, it, can he do that with with people under eight year contracts? I suppose you well, can because but- you. But this you is the, them off deeply, don't this, you? this is the problem. I mean, to, to kind of broaden it out into the wider shit fest that we are in as a football club, you know, they fucked us because they've got all of these players on a, uh, on big contracts. They've paid a lot of money for them, so they're not going to be able to sell them on for a profit. In fact, they're going to make a significant loss. Normally, you're right. That would happen. The manager would say after maybe a year, he'd say, you know what? These five or six players, they're not doing it for me. They're not good enough. We need to replace them, and these are the players that I want. And that would generally kind of happen to a fashion. I can't see how that's going to happen now because of the long contracts and the amount of money we spent on these players. Unless they, unless they are as um, uh, ruthless as businessmen as they are supposed to be, and they will just sell them at a, at a loss. Well, yeah, but then that fucks the FFP up, doesn't FFP it? FFP completely. Which is another reason why this is very serious as a football club, because we're right on the line for FFP anyway, and it was all predicated on us being fucking successful this year and getting Champions League football. Miles away from that. Years away from that at the moment, I would say. This is not good, JK. Flirting with relegation, unless we play the way we played in those three matches. So I don't, you know, uh, but as as you say, Chid, perhaps that is dependent on uh, us... um, sitting back because against Brighton they were such they're such a good attacking side we we were forced to sit back and, and attack accordingly and Sterling was at his best going with, yeah. with the speed you know you, we've got these two really speedy wingers well let's play to their strengths if you're playing against a low block you don't get either of them playing to their strengths but also the 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 percentage of chances put away um I'm sure is just absolutely minimal compared with what should happen when Mudrick beats the fullback, gets the centre in, surely one or two of them are going to be on 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 you know pinpoint on toast for the for the striker, whoever the striker is. Well because they haven't got the striker, it doesn't happen. No, and again I mean not having the striker was such a glaringly dreadful mistake in the transfer window. Well it was and I I I mean you know I alluded to that a little bit earlier. I mean I think this yeah. is the thing that staggers everybody that you can spend a billion quid on players and you still don't have a decent goalkeeper or a decent striker. Now okay Jackson I I wonder if you know Poch who is not for example as combustible as a Tuchel and a Conte in terms of demanding players. I mean you could make the case that neither Tuchel or Conte had a much of a leg to stand on, given the kind of players that they bought. But Poch is as a, he's far more diplomatic. 
he likes to leave that to the sporting directors, but he'll he'll make recommendations, but he doesn't throw his toys out the pram. And of course, he'd only just started. So you could see mentally Poch going into pre-season uh, thinking, well, actually, Jackson looks all right. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kunku looks all right. We'll be okay. We've got Brozier, yeah. We've got Brozier in the background. Um, no, yeah. no, it's all right, guys. We're good. We're covered. Uh, you know, Nkunku gets injured for half the season or more. Brozier gets injured and he's left with Jackson and then finds out that Jackson's a part of shit. Yes. I mean, it can happen. Yes. I, I thought Jackson was very true to form in that he had a kind of scrap at the final whistle, didn't he? Which was so... I, I, I didn't see that. I think I'd had enough of the game by then and just switched it off. Yes. But I did see... Um, I did see but also, I, I, another thing that, that I find um, bewildering is um, Connor's inability to get in a position to shoot. Because um, under in Pal- when he played for Palace, that was his one of his major. I think he probably had a lot more space at Palace. I mean, you know, we we might be, be case, well. I'll explain. I think you know we we might be very down on Chelsea because we are because we see them every week because we've been used to them being rather rather good. But it was interesting, you know. I think Dyche said it, and I think a lot of other managers said. It. I mean, Dyche said after the match, he said, oh, you know, I'm really pleased with this win because we were playing a very very good Chelsea side. They think you know that they, they they don't look at it like we do. They say no, this is a good side, so we have to play well and we have to stick yeah. to our plan. So I think yeah. I think Connor now he's playing for Chelsea is getting a lot less space. They know he can do it. I mean, the, you know, the fucking detail that these people go into, you know, they know that he's capable of it. So we'll stop it. You know, so I you think don't that, think it's because he's playing in a slightly different position. Yeah, it could, could be, be just... that. Could be that as well. But I think basically it's probably because he's got less space and less time. You know, Palace. You know, are a shit side, so people aren't going to worry about them. But if you're playing for Chelsea, they are, in spite of the evidence that we could provide for them. But uh, I think maybe that's what's going on. Um, Do you think there's an element then that they that clubs raise their game against us because of our reputation? Well, as to what we used to be, it's playing Chelsea, it's playing yes. elite club, and they yes. they won the European, they'd won the Champions yeah. League twice. So yeah. we've got to be on our metal here in a way that yeah. they wouldn't be if they played Palace. I think it's a so, weird, weird combination. There. I think there is that still. I think there's you know um, there's there's the history that they're playing against, if you like, but I think. The the other interesting things going on. I mean, we we could equally say I don't think teams are playing against Chelsea with any fear like they used to. I was listening to the radio today, and Gabby Agbonlahor and was it, or somebody else were saying, you know, yeah, I think it was Gabby. Ag- he, he said, you know, we used to go to Chelsea and expect to get beaten. We used to shit ourselves when we went there, and they did a seven-one for Christ's sake. You know, they would be very very. There was a fear factor coming to Stamford Bridge, and you're seeing the same with United. You know, United getting dibbed 3-0 by uh, Bournemouth would never have happened 10 years ago. In fact, Bournemouth had never won there. But they're going up there saying, no, they're pony, we'll have a go at them. And I think that's what the little teams are doing to us as well. So I think it's a weird combination of things. I mean, how can both of those things be true? But I think in a weird sense, you know, they are. But I think it, 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 the, the consequence of the, of the fear of the history is that they up their game. Yeah. But also it's allied to the fact they know they've got a chance. Yeah, maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. But yet they didn't for the first half at all against us, and it was the goal that galvanised them. It's the only the goal that, that it was. Uh, that no, made, it that was. Break. And you know, here we go. Football is a very simple game. Goals win you football matches. Everton scored two, and they were good finishes by both of them. I thought they were fortunate in some respects, but they put them away well. And we can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. I mean, the only really good effort I thought was the only really good effort I thought was Palmer's 
shot, which I thought was brilliant. That was heading for the top corner. It was a good save by Pickford. Great save from Pickford. Yeah, it was, you know. Pickford's an annoying ass, but a very good goalkeeper. No, he's a very good goalkeeper. Um, uh, you know, absolutely right. I mean, you know, the interesting thing for me, actually, you know, uh, I, I, it was really all rather depressing, really. I, I mean, I actually was really fed up yesterday after it. After it, it just I felt a, a whole panoply of gloom descend upon me. But what I was in, what, what I was curious about was that, you know, Is that uh, like a marquee, by the way, Chidge? A, a, a panoply? No, yeah. I don't think so. I okay. can, we'll ask the Mixler people. Please give me a definition of panoply, because I, I I know not what I say. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, my depression. I was on 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 you know all sorts of uh, social media for a few hours. But what what I found fascinating was how the mood seemed to be changing. Uh, you know, I I try and only follow sensible people, not fuckwits. It has to be said, but. Um, I did think the mood was changing and the mood seems to be changing regarding the owners and also uh, Wynn Stanley and Stewart, the legal firm we hired to uh, do the recruitment. Uh, I mean, I'll give you a few four examples here, if I can. I, I grabbed some of these off uh, Twitter. Shouldn't there be a third one if it's a legal term, legal firm? Shouldn't it be? Well, it was it was Wynn Stanley, Stewart and Vivelle, wasn't it? But they got rid of Vivelle. Ah, oh, that was when they got rid of him. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Uh, let me just see if I can pick out a couple that that highlight what i'm what i mean um we're close to this is paul hughes 2901 we're closer to sheffield united than we are to the top four we spent a billion and looked like one of the worst teams in the league um stadium full of tourists real fans fans priced out subsidized coaches stop for a ways and i'm supposed to believe in the process fuck off uh cfc nath 94 sacking potch ain't the answer nobody fixes this we get max a two-game new manager bounce then back to square one Leave Poch in place. Whatever happens, happens. It's that bad at the moment. You're better off letting him trying to iron it out instead of continued chaos. Grumpy Nick, who's brilliant, actually. Um, long time followed him. Always speaks sense. It's not on Pochettino. This is not on the players. It's on the arrogant Yanks who have carved open the club, destroyed what good foundations there were, and flattened the culture to replace it with an alien culture. Not wanted. Just leave. Go now. Uh <laughs> Yep, there we go. That's Nick. He, he doesn't ever hold back. Nick's eminently sensible, and very bright chap, by the way. So he's not—he's just—he's not like a mad ranter. You can change the. This is Chelsea youth. You can change the manager, the players, the tactics. Sign seventy-five more South Americans for the future. Anything you want, but the malaise that has not just set in but taken over is a cultural shift to a cold transactional business, not a football club with heritage, heritage and community. Uh, Elms underscore 1905 50 years I've seen promotions relegations finals the lot and every team always seemed ultimately to care and at least give it a go the current crop has actually become the first Chelsea team I dislike that's quite well that's actually having a go at the the players really isn't it Um, so yeah I mean the point is is that the opprobrium is not landing in the main from the people that I see on Twitter etc etc on Pochettino it's beginning to land on Clear Lake, and it's beginning to land on the recruitment team. And I have to say, yeah, you know, I, I mean, you know, we're not stupid. I think, I think, uh, um, you know, Potch has made mistakes. I don't think he's perfect. Of course, he's not. Um, no manager is. But I think, I think the the real blame for all of this omni shambles lays at the door of Clear Lake and their recruitment strategy. J.K. Discuss. Uh. I, I, weirdly, I feel sorry for them because I think they came in um, 
thinking that they were offering a new dynamic, a new plan to the Premier League by spotting extremely talented youth and um, giving them a um, initially going with a a manager they had no idea about. I think I think it's been a a journey for them, and I think they've been they've been hoist with their own petard by doing what they've done and buying all these players and putting a large number of them out to um, um, to uh, to be loaned uh, to loans um, who we we have no idea how they're playing particularly in uh, in the other the other clubs uh, and all of them put together it hasn't worked and um, and I'm I'm almost sounding if I'm approving of the process I'm not approving of the process because and I'm almost saying well we should give them time and I'm not just think they've become completely unstuck and I think they made an error and I, I think they're they're not the kind of people to be going um hey let's just wait uh, we think we're doing okay they're going to be going uh what do we need to do to make this work now um and um whether it means reassessing the uh, the talent department, the uh, the gurus, or whether it means buying more. I mean, the very fact you've got the quote up there from from Poch saying um, we need to analyse the reality, we need to talk and try to improve in the next transfer market. Well, whether he's allowed to say that, whether they'll criticise him for that, or whether that's something they've been talking about. I mean, I'm I'm pretty convinced they'll be, you know, the way that Bowley reacts to us losing, uh, they'll be chatting all the time about how to improve it because. It means they're losing money. There's never going to be a complacency about this. They'll want to make it work. Um, I just think they've made some ludicrous decisions. I don't think, I, I really don't think it's as bad as them sucking the culture out of the club. I think it's them just trying to to make American um, business ways work. And, um, you know, they're bound to be new, new brooms sweeping clean even a year and a half into it because they're finding out about the whole business and they've just they appointed a new guy who's attempting to uh, um, get as much money out of the club as possible but they really know that the the only way that the club can can make money is to be the best club in the world which was their um their aim at the very beginning so i i once again i i don't i the process needs to happen much more quickly we need to see things happening on the football ground that aren't as bad as they are but um uh they will be working their cotton socks off to try and make this this turn round you you bet your bottom dollar because they they really can't afford to have this happen no they well so, this sorry go on no no i'm just i'm just saying it it's it's it, 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 it they will be absolutely busting a gut at this moment oh, and then I there's no complacency going on. They're trying to they're trying to find an answer as much as we're looking into it and making well, trying to work what's what's going wrong. They're doing that with the coaching staff, but they're also doing that with the the uh, the gurus, the the talent gurus. They're also doing that with everybody on the ground. They're, they're, this is this is not in the remit. This no, I know awful, it's not, but it wouldn't have happened at all if they hadn't fucked it up so royally, mate. I mean, yeah, but you, they, I know they, you, you said you had sympathy with them. Uh, yeah, well, but I, I, I don't. I think they were to, unbelievably they arrogant. They were unbelievably arrogant. Yes, yes I, agree. I agree. So fuck that shit. I agree. They but brought it's, it on themselves. Yeah, but it, it's it's unfortunately what some businesses do, isn't it? They go in and they uh, they just strip everything away and want to start yeah. again. Well, who suffers for that? Their own, their own remit. 
Well, unfortunately, yeah, the the, the fans, the, yeah. And more to, more than that, J.K. I tell you, what, I mean, I'm serious about this. I'm I'm very worried actually about this because you know they've taken a massive gamble here, as people like them do, because yeah. that's that's how you make a lot of money. You have to have a bit of a gamble, take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. But they've yeah. taken a risk with our football club. They've, as you said, thrown the baby out with the bathwater, spunked a million quid, a billion quid on on no proven fucking players. None, yeah. not one of them yeah. proven yeah. over a long they've, period of time. They've come in with a business plan utterly new to the Premier League. Yep. Utterly, in fact, the only time that, that youth has, has actually pervaded, you know, any had any kind of success at all was the Busby Babes. Yeah. And well, it, uh, well, this is the um, exactly good point. It's never been done before. I mean, it happened at United in the early night, the team, you know, yeah, 1997. But, um, yeah, but even then, even then, Ferguson didn't put an entire fucking team of neophytes in, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. He, and that's, he, that's he, the point. Everybody who knows football knows this. You have to have a blend. If you want to win shit, you have to have a blend of world-class players, maybe three, four, you need experienced players who've been there, seen it, done it, and some talented youth coming through all the time to keep it fresh. That's how it works. These bright fuckers think they know better. And the trouble is, because they've spent a billion quid, because it puts us on the line for FFP unless we get Champions League football, it puts the fucking future of the club at risk. That's what I'm so angry about. I want yes, to actually I... be supporting this fucking club in 10 years' no, time. No, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. Yes, the, the, the FFP implications are are huge because of the gamble um but it's a it's a gamble that um at the moment is um uh failing miserably and yes they they do require that blame for that and the hubris that the, with which they came in thinking we can set a new plan up for the premier league so uh, well i suppose my my sympathy for them is is the kind of rabbits in the headlights that they've become as a consequence of this and they really have become that um so uh, you just wonder what meetings are going on with Poch and what meetings are going on with Poch and the uh, the talent guys. Because um, well, I think that they are they are as culpable. By the way, oh, completely, completely, completely. These are all of their their recommendations. You know, they're they're like a fucking five year old at a party where the adults have left the room and they've sure let's let's bury our heads in chocolate cake. They can't believe their luck. I mean, you know, there's been, there was, I mean, fuck me. Do these people understand football or, or they just decided to go? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the diktat came down. This is the profile of player we want. We don't want any players over 25 because they won't have a resale value. Yada, 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 yada. So you have to go and find us players of that profile. Maybe they were just obeying orders, but it strikes me as unbelievable because as I said, you know, there's a reason why this hasn't been done before. You know, we can think of only two times, and it was the Busby Babes and in '92, and in both exa- both examples, there were still established, you know, good, good, you know, proven players there. Now I know you could sit here and say, "Well, we've got Sterling; he's a proven player," and that is true. I mean, he's not the only one, but you know, trying to achieve what they were trying to achieve with this is madness, and I think we're beginning to see that. And I think so is Pochettino, judging by his comment, which uh, you so rightly brought up a minute ago, where he actually said. Um, it's a problem we need to check. We need to analyse the reality. We need to talk and to try and improve in the next transfer market. Now, we've all been saying that, JK. We know we need he a might, striker. He might, be, he might be talking out of hand. You never know. He might have his. He might this week have had his, his knuckles wrapped for saying that. But uh, because he's saying beyond what the board wanted, um, yeah, we're going to have to delve into buying some, 
some better players. But do, do you agree with that, him? I mean, we all know we need a proper striker. So, but of course, yeah, yeah, of course we need a striker. Of course. Yeah. So he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But um, it's unlike it, him it, to do that, by the way. Apparently, he normally just stays out of that. Oh, really? Well, then, then he's telling you, isn't he, that he doesn't think the players are up to it? Yeah, exactly. Yet then, unfortunately, that rebounds on him because he's the. He's supposed to do what you know Emery has done at Villa. He's supposed to make teams better than they. The Emery top had established make. Premier League Always. We players. Always about this. I know, but they will be using that as an example, won't they? Only they if they be... want to prove further that they are fuckwits who have no right to be involved <laughs> in this game. True. They were a, they were a side supposedly you'd look at and say underachievers because they'd been playing in the Premier League without much success. But the so what they hope, as they always have hoped since Brian Clough, is you get hold of a a, a team of competence and you make them into world beaters by your um, your abilities with, as a coach um, and your your savvy of what's going on. And Poch has proved himself as being immensely competent as a manager, and that's why he ended up at PSG. So. Uh, um, they they can't uh, you know to to this talk of, of getting rid of Poch is ridiculous. I think he stays as long as possible. Oh, I couldn't agree and, more. Uh, It'd be the worst thing to do, mate. The sh- yeah. the chaos it would cause is it's just yeah. un, un, unthinkable. But you know uh, anything is possible, Chidge. Oh, with I this, know, I know anything isn't there. They might panic. They might. I mean, the very fact he's just bought this seven hundred million um, dollar pitching hitter for the Dodgers. Um, paying him uh, whatever it is, a million pounds a week or something, practically. I don't know what that is. What much has he paid anybody now? I can't remember what he's being. But he's bought this superstar. You think, well, perhaps they'll buy a superstar. Perhaps that's what they're yeah, but not Okay, I mean, I, not, one should never believe either Sammy Mockbell or the Daily Mail, but they, they had a piece up earlier, which I had a glance at. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, saying that, uh, that um, you know, they don't want to sign anybody who they have to pay more than 150 grand a week to. You're not going to get the kind of profile of striker that we need for the 150 grand a week. No, I mean, we. It, I mean, fuck me. The metrics on this go back years. The people who pay their players the most tend to be the teams that win the title. We we used yeah. to do it for years based on that. Then it was City, yeah. Arsenal are yeah. paying top dollar now. Liverpool were playing top donor. They won, you know. So if they, if what if, if if by doing that they're basically saying, okay, we don't want to buy players over twenty five, and we don't want to pay them over one hundred and fifty grand, and we want to sign them for have put them on eight eight year contracts, then say fucking goodbye to winning anything for the next but ten is years. This, is this therefore that whole business plan, that whole template, is you tread water until the team gets better? with the youngsters is that what this is all about yeah, is but it I, that they are saying don't care about the fans don't care about our status don't care about how the fact we're an elite club don't care about that at the moment we wait until these players come good is that what we're missing in this is not trusting the process the process is we bought young we fiddle about in the league try and improve them try and get them to improve Try and get the right pattern, and then we and then we win everything because they by then got the experience. Is that what is that what they're actually thinking they were trying to do? You know what? I I actually don't believe they are because I think they like the smell of their farts so much that they thought that they were so clever that their plan yes. was so fucking brilliant that they would probably win the title this year. 
I'm I mean, playing devil's advocate. I know, I know. But I think I think the, the other reality is I don't think they do on a more serious vein because they need the money by being in the Champions League. They do. Indeed, they do. Because yeah. that underpins yeah. the money that they've spent and yeah. allows them so to they, circumvent they, FFP. They, they have essentially made an appalling mistake. Yes. An appalling judgment about what a, a Premier League team should be. Yes. And what a football team should be, really, when you think about it, which is, as we've said, four or five players who are old hands at it, know how to do it, know how to, as you say, win ugly, know how to win uh, in an environment where um, they're not winning the game, but somehow they've turned it round to win it. You need that as well as the flair players. You do. I mean, yeah. what what I would like to see happen, I mean, I think, I think Pochettino has been brave, uh, and I think he's spot on. Uh, and I would like, I mean, apparently he wants to sign a, a keeper, another midfielder, but preferably one over six foot and a striker. Um, and I, 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 everybody he signs or hope, I, everybody who I hope they sign in January, I want them to be an experienced, proven player in the Premier League. Somebody that well, could, a, somebody could come in. A- Go on. Story about Suchek, isn't there? Him trying to buy Suchek. Well, I mean, he's, he's not Chelsea level, arguably, but he might be able to do... I mean, you know, it's a bit like John Neal in 82 when he bought people in like Joey Jones. You know, if there was a, if there was a Joey Jones-like player, you know, of that stature, you know, in, in, old, in old money, a champion, you know, European Cup winner, played for a title-winning club, been there, done it all, really experienced, knew everything about the game. I think we need three or four players like that to bring into this mix because I think they would they would know how to find a way to win. They would help those kids develop. They would teach those kids a thing or two. You know, I mean, we've already seen in spells where the defence have played regularly together that, uh, you know, Silver has helped them out. But he's on his own. Sterling's just not that kind of player. He's not, a, a, you know, he's, he's in his own, own world, isn't he? He's that kind of a player. Silver, you can see, he's helping the defence out. He's teaching them how to play, like Desai used to do with John Terry. But we need more than that. And Silver will be gone at the end of this season. I can't see him lasting another one. So we need three or four players who have been there and done it in the Premier League. Because right now we can... Don't worry about the Champions League and winning that for a while. We need to get towards top four. And I think if you get a few players like that, with that experience, we might just about manage to get near it. I don't think we're going to do it this year. We're too far back. But, you know... We need to get near it, and that means the conference, I suppose. So that's what they have to do. And I mean, strikers are impossible, aren't they? Because how many? Are, there aren't any. There aren't any no. at all. But I, I would take I would take Tony like a fucking shot over Ozyman or whatever his name is, because Tony's done it in the Premier League. He's a bastard. He's a he's a big unit. He's, he he can he can you know he. he heads the ball in, shoots the ball in, scores penalties, holds the ball up doesn't get bullied you know he knows how to play in the premier league i would have him over that european bloke any day of the week you know um and as for i mean i see what he's saying about the midfield we don't have any height in midfield we're always complaining about how we get bullied by teams well that's why they're all short asses aren't they you know i mean i remember years ago when we used to play arsenal and they looked at their midfield with uh, uh vieira in there and other players like that and they're all like giants you know that's the way the game is now Yaya Toure was one of the great... Yaya Toure, yeah. 
So, you know, I, I don't want to see some wanker from the fucking Bundesliga or Syria A, where it's easy to score goals, or, or the Dutch fucking league. Get somebody who knows how to play and who has done it here. And get about three players with that experience. Preferably players that Poch wants and trusts. They'll have to be over 25, Chief. Yes, they will. And if you have to fucking pay them the money, you have to fucking pay them the money. Because this is on them. Because all they're going to do is fuck it up more. If they're going to you know, allow this manager to carry on with his hands tied behind his back, this is not going to change. Do you see it changing? Uh, not unless they buy players. But that I always thought that that would be the case, that they would keep buying until they they got a a, a winning team. But um, uh, the under-25 policy threw me somewhat. Uh, and meanwhile, there were all these supposedly excellent players with great stats, none of whom is playing for Chelsea at the moment. They're all off playing in Europe or playing for um, Leicester. So... Uh, I mean, look, there's, there's nothing wrong with this stats-based approach per se because, you know, there are other clubs. How Brentford do well. It's yeah. How Brighton do yeah. well. It's how Brighton get but not players. a whole team of them. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like youth players. You don't put a whole team of youth players in. There's a reason you don't do that. But you can bring two or three in. You know, it's the same with the stats-based players. Go and find well, a rough diamond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Find a rough diamond and, and, and let him develop, you know, and, and, and be very, very uh, happy with the fact that you got your stats right. But I just don't believe you can do it with an entire fucking team, you know. Not at this level. The teams that go and win things, Cups, uh, Premier League, Title Champions Leagues, none of them have been built on that philosophy. As far as I'm aware, shoot me down if I'm wrong, prepared to be proved wrong. But I don't believe that. No, I, I can't think of anybody either. Anyway, it kind of, it kind of begs a question, actually. You know, if if uh, you know, given given the given the um, money that they've spent, which is looking decidedly like very poor financial slash recruitment judgment. You know, I'm trying. To, it's hard to, to to figure this out because we've let so many of them go. But I, you know, there was that period, wasn't there? And I'm not sure if we had completely gone through it where we still had some of the best young players in the world, arguably. You know, they were proving it week in, week out. And I wonder if they could have been smarter and if they wanted to do it a different way, they could have put those youth players in and then spent a bit of the money more surgically on the kind of thing I'm talking about. Maybe a few world-class players or experienced players with them. It would be interesting to see what would have happened. And I wonder if we would have been more patient. You know, would we be more patient if, you know, rather than sitting here as it's easy to do going you spent a billion quid and they're all shit because we don't really care about them uh, as opposed to maybe six seven players from the youth uh youth setup who we would be behind and we would want to do well and we would be more patient with a bit like we were with frank yes that's that's certain that my as i've said my experience of uh of seeing youth players come through is you champion the youth player in a way that you don't the uh um, well, you you do champion a, a new transfer. You want them to do well, but obviously somebody who's come through the ranks, you um, you uh, you associate yourself with much more firmly because they've they've got the club stamped through them. They're like they're like rock, isn't it? You've got they've got Chelsea through and through. Um, but uh, I slightly despair of some of the players who the mistiming of uh, of some of the players' decisions to leave because they felt they're 
they wouldn't get into the first team and Livramento, for example. And um, uh, I, I know there was no, there was no, at the time, it was unlikely that he'd get into the first team because of James. Um, but you can see the the consequences of the, the excellent youth setup that there are so many of these players playing in the Premier League. It's interesting to see how Solanke has evolved from uh, from being a uh, a very callow youth into a very experienced forward who seems to, to score regularly now and, and assist regularly. Um, but as you say, Chidge, that's, that's the experience of playing in the Premier League, um, none of which our current lot have got. So um, it, it's a... Uh, it's an experiment that is at the is at the moment failing miserably, and um, as you say, if we persist in this downward spiral, um, I can see us if in Sheffield get better, for example, and Burnley get better, and Luton, as you say, are getting better and better. We may find ourselves thrust into a relegation situation, which. Um, uh, will be intriguing to see how we deal with. But once again, I suspect then if we play against a better side, we will probably will probably come up. You know, we'll probably improve once again because well, because the the ridiculousness of the season of of drawing with Arsenal, drawing with Liverpool, beat uh, drawing with City, beating Brighton and beating Tottenham, all of whom you know, uh, perhaps uh, Brighton aren't, aren't as good as they were last season, but nonetheless play excellent football is um, is kind of proof of, of, of the the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of the team. Um, because I, I just can't believe, I've, it's what I said earlier, I can't believe we're having this discussion really after the the excellence of the, uh, the City, Spurs and, and Brighton performances. Um, it's as if Somehow the energy has just been filtered well, out of. I think I think Spurs beat themselves, but you can't deny how how well we played after one nil down. You know, yeah, we can't deny yeah. how well we played against City. I mean that that they were at. I mean, I think this is perhaps what makes it all the more frustrating that that we know they've got it in them that they they can do it. I mean, they they looked like a team that were playing to the manager's instructions. You know, they were playing to a plan and they were executing it. And I, do you know what? Funny funny thing when I was writing this. Uh, the notes earlier on it kind of made me think about god help me the england one day international side and what they always would say when they'd fucked up again you know they'd played a fucking stupid shot and they got out and and they'd said well no and and this is kind of the weird thing is is we've seen it work two ways appallingly with the josh butler josh butler and brilliantly with ben stokes and they would all say either of them they said well the idea is absolutely fine. It was just the execution was wrong. Yes. You know, you remember that all the time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, I said earlier on, didn't I? They they don't know how to execute. They just don't seem to know how to. And well, I'm, I'm not sure the, the idea is fine sometimes, though, Chidge. But I don't think there's much idea there either, to be honest. Um, well, that's what I was saying when I said there's a lack of quality. But, you know, again, maybe that's that's you know the more the more you do something, the better you become at executing it. We all know that just from what we do, right? Yeah, you know, it's not just football you can say that about. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the fixtures that we've got coming up, we've got Sheffield United, uh, haven't we? They've got Sheffield United. We've got Wolves, uh, Palace, Luton. Now we we would say, you know, you got to win those games. Those are easy games. 
and yet Sheffield United have got Chris Wilder in charge and beat Brentford on Saturday. Um, Palace basically should have beaten Liverpool, who everybody's going bananas about. They were really unlucky with some very bad decisions. So Palace are no mugs. Wolves, uh, I think, uh, I, I, I haven't got evidence who they've done well against recently, but I don't think they're as bad as they look. Um, and Luton, as I said, at their place, you know, they've only lost by the odd goal to all of the top six clubs that they've played. So even they're not a pushover. And they'll damn sight up, they'll be up for it, and they'll have some fight. So actually, none of those games are easy. And we've got the Caribou Cup match, haven't we, in the middle of all of that lot. So it's going to be very interesting to see where we are come the transfer window, I think, JK, because we would have got through all of those matches by then. And I mean, hey, yes. I'd love to be sitting here saying, fuck me, we, beat, we, we won them all. We're on, a, we're on a roll. Brilliant. Something's clicked. I'd love to be able to say that. But in my heart of hearts, I don't see it. I just don't see it. We didn't didn't see it before the uh, the Spurs game, didn't we? We no. didn't see it before the, before the other games. So um, this is why, you know, on on Friday I was just so uh, incapable of giving a, um, a decision as to what the the result would be, just because I didn't know what team were going to turn up. When you've when you've played so well against City, and it was only two games ago, um, you 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 wonder what on earth is happening. Um, He's he's very keen to make things work on the training ground, but I I I really like that idea that uh, we seem to to do better when we're playing teams who um, uh, have more possession than us. And yet, then United, though to an extent, was was a, a, a symbol of the fact that even that doesn't work occasionally. Um, but we should have put the ball in the net. It's it once again goes down to uh, uh, not all those three positions. In fact, the three it did Poch actually say he wanted those three positions: mm. the goalkeeper player and the the striker that thrust upon him by someone else well that was reported in the daily mail so it could of course be totally made up but uh i think you know to quote a a famous old chelsea fan cast saying you know you'd have to be yet to discovered in the amazon rainforest to not know that chelsea needs a fucking striker who can put the ball in the back of the net Yes. yes you know if we i mean you know if we can see all of these things surely god help us the club can see that you but Chidge, we saw all of these things before. I know, before the season started, before they went on their yep. their spending spree. Yeah, uh, and yet they've they've almost put elastoplast over the gaping wounds, haven't they? If if I mean, I've, lots of people at the game on um, uh, on Sunday were saying uh, Sanchez was one of the worst goalkeepers they'd ever come across, and I I don't share that. I don't believe that either. You at all? You at all? But um, they wanted rid. But um, I I don't know who is the perfect combination of person who can play the ball out and is a and is a top top goalkeeping star I don't, are there many in in but europe there are, but there are there are people there are yeah. there are i mean you know in the old days and i know I, i've said vehemently that we need to let that go because they ain't coming back but you know there was a modicum of actually it was it was organized like a proper football club that was meaningful about winning stuff but you know in the old days what they would be doing they'd be sounding out david de gea They'd be sounding out Aaron Rams. Is it Aaron, who, Ramsdale, isn't it? Aaron Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Yeah. You know, yeah. you'd be using your smarts here, going, "This is a keeper who wants to play, who needs to play. We need to get him in the, you know, get him in." I tell you who else they should be thinking about. Although I think he's probably a short ass, so he might not, he might not really cut the mustard. But Kevin Phillips at City can't get a game at City for eighteen months. Probably desperately wanting to go to the European Champions this summer. Needs to play. Why? Why aren't they getting on his fucking agent's case? 
Maybe they are. Who you know, we don't know, do we? But yeah. that's what yeah. we that's what we would be doing. You know, Ramsdale's an excellent goalkeeper. Dadea could could probably do a job for us. I know it all went sour for him at United, but he was their player of the year for about three seasons in a row. So yeah. he can't be that yeah. bad. And he's experienced. And he's fucking big. You know, but Ramsdale would be a good buy. But Chidges, once again, isn't he a 350,000 quid a week man? Well, there you go. Does that get in the way of the uh, uh, of the policy? I just think know, if they hadn't spunked all that money up on a load of bloody kids that are unproven, they'd have some money to pay that. But they don't want to do it like that, do they? I mean, it's just... Well, no, but you wonder... I think they've got the money to pay anybody anything as the, you know, buying this baseball bloke as, as proven. And that's always been the case because they have company after company which is is awash with dollars but um if they've decided on a policy of only wanting to pay a certain amount of money are they going to go against it i you know we're, we're, we're just speculating here without any kind of knowledge whatsoever we are indeed so uh, uh but we can hope for certain things we hope they will buy a striker in the transfer window we hope they will buy a, a really creative midfield player who as you say is slightly bigger than the short houses we've got. We hope that they will buy um, supposedly a goalkeeper who is better than Sanchez at distribution. Though I have to say, I think Sanchez is a fantastic shot stopper. So do I. Some of those those yeah. saves he made at the week and in every game we've seen have been absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. And he's not a problem getting get, rushing out for the ball at all. His major problem is kicking the ball out, unfortunately. Well, in which case, I mean, and this is the thing, I mean, this is the bit we don't know really how much you know I see I don't really remember Pochettino as a as a purely possession based coach I don't remember Tottenham being like that I didn't really bother watching PSG but I don't remember Tottenham being like that Tottenham are physical in your face quick transitions get up the pitch quickly stick the ball in the back of the net there's some classy players oh, yeah, has good players yeah you know I mean Harry Kane's without doubt one of the best strikers in the world so if I've got a goalkeeper like Sanchez and he can't fucking play with his feet, what I'm not going to do is to try and have us playing out the back all of the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how fucking hard can it be? You know? And it's funny, isn't it? Because Ramsdale, although he's a very good keeper as well, is also not very good with his feet. Um, well, that's, why, that's why he's not playing regularly in the Arsenal that's first That's right. Games. And I don't know about De Gea. I can't remember, but... You know, it does really. I think that he gets a busted flush. I'm afraid. Yeah, I think you're probably right, actually. But the point is, is that I think you're right. You know, Sanchez is a really good shot stopper, and it really annoys me because that's what the job of a goalkeeper is: command the area, clear the bloody thing out, and save the shots that come in. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was a bloke behind me at uh, at Goodison who just kept shouting, "You're fucking useless, Sanchez. We need a new goalkeeper." And nobody complained. You know, I'm sure some people, the for some, the jury is out, but I, I'm. I know. I, I I think he's a he's a really top top class shot stopper. Him absolutely. But then other people were saying, well, he's a good shot stopper. It's almost as if in their mind, um, this playing the ball out from the back is as important as being able to to keep your goal safe. Whereas personally, I'm uh, uh, I, I like a goalkeeper who flings himself and stops a, a, a something that looks like an obvious goal. I just think he's he comes up with some really class stuff, Sanchez. And Nathan makes a very good point here, which is irrespective in a sense of whether we pay, play possession or not, although this is part of the possession game. But Nathan says the defenders, when pressed, panic, then play it back to him under pressure. I agree, Nathan, because I think the problem is that bar Silver, none of them can fucking play out from the back, really. I don't think they have the confidence to do it. Silver does. 
Uh, the Sazi keeps being caught. Yeah. He appears to be the last one. I was watching what Pochettino had given up, actually. He was booking the other direction, where it went from um, goalkeeper to uh, uh, Silver, who passed it out. And I think it was then, um, the Nazis wasn't at the weekend. It was last week. Badia Sheila, the, the new pass to United, passed it sideways. And Dizazi was immediately pounced upon. And the next, immediately, the, uh, the ball was whisked across by, by a red shirt. You think, well, it took four passes for them to lose it. Yeah, yeah. I know, indeed. Well, there we go. I mean, keep the faith. That's all we can do. I mean, this is the thing. We have absolutely no control over any of this whatsoever. It's quite fun to moan about it on a on a podcast, but we don't have any control over it. All we can do is keep the faith and keep hope. We've seen it before, JK. Been we there can before. Keep, keep the faith and deduce, Chidge, can't we? We, we can. can uh, and the number of times we have deduced and found that we were near the truth. Yeah. Intriguingly. Intriguingly. But, uh, you know, We'll still be going every week. That's what we do. Uh, whatever happens to this football club, I hate to add. So uh, a slightly philosophical, nay, positive note to end the show on. Uh, we will be back on Friday, of course, for the main preview show with me and JK and uh, Tony Glover, I hope, uh, returned from his little holiday. Um, 7.30pm, of course, and we'll be looking ahead to Saturday's match against Sheffield United. And I really do hope, I must ping him an email, JK, that we get Ben, the travelling blade, back on. Love it. Because we he's love so Ben, good. don't we? We do. Yeah, he's a good lad, isn't he? Um, yes. Yeah. Dave Vitti went down well on, on Friday night's show, apparently, which is good. He's he's lovely, actually, so that was nice. So there we go. So thanks, Dave. No, you're probably not listening, but thanks anyway. Right. Uh, in Off the Post, you may have heard, if you were in Mixler before we went on air, JK and I plan to do an In Off the Post show this Wednesday so if you're very lucky, if you squeeze an email in between now and then, you might just get it read out. We'll see. Depends when I write it all up. But uh, if you want to do so, the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can also send me messages on Patreon or Instagram or even Twitter. Although I actually forgot to read. Uh, there was somebody who, who, who mentioned something on Twitter, actually, today. And... Uh, and I and I thought, oh, that's good. I'll read that out tonight. And of course, I've completely forgotten. So I'm now scrabbling around desperately trying to find it. But of course, people write so much stuff, uh, you know, on on after your fanbite post that it's. I mean, basically, it's like a J.K. Lovin. It'll take Sorry. me. Hot, no, don't apologise. I love it. I think it's brilliant. It's lovely. It's lovely to see how wonderfully you are appreciated uh, for doing these things. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh, somebody wrote something rather weird. This is starting to be like the good old days of post-match meltdowns on Arsenal TV. I don't blame him, mind. And I said, I think you'll find that his vocabulary is somewhat broader than the Arsenal fan TV. (laughs) I haven't had a reply to that, funnily enough. So I'm still scrolling down. I'm still scrolling down. If I don't find it soon, I'm just going to give up. But it was a really good question. It was Jenny, I think, who asked it. Sorry, Jenny. It's him. It's, it's his nibs' fault for being so flaming popular. What can I look at this? I'm still scrolling down, and I, and I've still not got to it. Good grief, mate! We should get a fan club going for you. I'm, I'm not finding it. I'm not at the end of them yet. We should get a fan club going for you. What do you reckon? Well, I think we need to get some merch, don't we? Yeah. Well, them. we have. We got those t-shirts that uh, Richard. Oh yeah, did. they're great. They're you like, great. Do you like those? Would you, Would you yeah. wear one? Yeah, I'm. I'm wearing it. You, I mean, I, I would feel slightly weird wearing a, a T-shirt with my ugly face on it, to be oh, honest. No, I wear it. I make sure I wear a, a sweatshirt over the top of it. Hey, but, but the I'm, point of a T-shirt like that is it's a message, isn't it? 
what it's oh i found it finally fuck me good that that how long did that take unbelievable right it's jenny matthews uh she says questions for the fan cast is this the december curse and given our history of shite strikers is there a top 10 is jackson worse than chris sutton what do you think jk uh yes (laughs) (laughs) bloody hell at least Sutton made the odd move. Um, I don't know. This, Jackson's done a couple of decent uh, um, headers, didn't he? Forgot the Brighton goal. One of the Brighton goals was his header. Um, uh, I think Sutton was um, Sutton was terrible, but and, and did miss glaring open goals. So uh, perhaps they're on a par. Um, very different era. Different players around him. Um, and the difference was, of course, so the expectation was that he'd be excellent because he'd come from uh, uh, Blackburn Rovers, who'd won the league the year before, and he'd scored some very good goals indeed. I think with Shearer as his partner, mm-hmm. whereas um, uh, Jackson uh, came from a lower league and uh, in well came from Spanish league, didn't he? And only did very well at the end of the season. Um, so uh, we were more willing to get behind Jacks. Well, I think we're always willing. I always say we're always willing to get behind players when they come. We're never, ever um, rude about them until we see them consistently and find fault with them. And then we begin to sneer somewhat. But um, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Comparable. I mean, it's something like... Uh, I know, think we've Alan, had some stinkers. Joe Allen. And Alan, Alan Mays. Alan Mays, yeah. Alan Mays, Joe Allen, Robert Very Fleck. Cool. No, we've had huge, huge stinkers. David Higuain. Mitchell. Um, Dave Mar- Mitchell, oh, oh Maratta Mar- after his initial excellence, it was just always falling over and offside. I don't, I don't think Maratta would get in the top ten given how many we've had. No, that's true. That's true. That's true because he did score some very good no, goals. He, he was okay until he wasn't, but uh, he was more okay than the others. The others were never okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, so I think it would be. Um, well, he, he might if you think if Mitchell Mays. Um, uh, Derek Kevin. <laughs> I thought you liked him. No, no, no. He was terrible. Went he was terrible. very good when he left us and went to Man City. Um, I think he was at Man City before us, and then he went. Where did he go after Man City? I'm going to look him up actually. Because um, yeah, because he he uh, um, Doc bought him entirely to uh, well played him at the end of the season, so he played him and Frank Upton at two centre forward. Frank the Tank. And um, yeah, so, so it was against Portsmouth <laughs> and against Sunderland. He played. Frank Upton, who was about six foot four and a centre half, he played him as centre forward, and they really got stuck in. It's a completely different style of football they were playing just to get promoted. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to look Kevin up because I, I thought he played for Everton. Well, this while you're doing that, I'm going to finish it, 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 it all off. Now. Finish it I'm all doing, off. No, no. Who was the who? Now tell me, tell me who you think Mitchell. Um, oh, I did. Mitchell, I said Mitchell Fleck, Sutton Fleck, Fleck Joe um, Allen, Joe Alan Allen, Mays. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, that's it. Dave Mitchell, um, we we said him already. Pato, Falcao, Higuain. Yeah, Pato, Falcao, yeah, well, does Higuain, that's nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're all yeah. utter shit. Yes. Oh, Baldrick. Yeah. Baldrick. Kesman. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. Bloody hell. Yeah. And even even Kalu could be absolutely. No, no, I don't have a word said against Kalu because he and I share a birthday. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. But if you weren't to share a birthday, would you no, think... No, I wouldn't. Was... I think Kalu would not be in the top ten. 
even though he, he he missed very similarly to I was uh, behind the goal in that cup final where he kicked yeah, it over the bar from a yard out. The bar yeah. from yeah from 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 the goal line. Yeah. Very difficult thing to do really. Yeah, I that, couldn't but... fucking believe what I was seeing. But no, yeah. I, I don't know why I've got a bit of a soft spot for Kalou. Probably because uh, he crossed the they ball his, for, in, in, was it he crossed the ball and from the left landed up and Reese said that's why we love Solomon Kalou. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there you go. It's weird, isn't it? Why? How, how? Because they've got a really great song. Some of the shit players just stay in your affection. You could argue Werner, couldn't you? Really? Oh, I, I like Timo. You see, our Timo had a soft spot for you. He looked like a little terrier. He just ran and ran and ran. It was utter shit. Well, like a terrier chasing a balloon, wasn't he? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I loved it. Right. I loved it. I suppose we're now veering. We're veering into wingers. We are, which is a sign that we should go, JK. Uh, and by yeah. the way, Jenny, I don't think it's a December curse. I think it's worse than that. No, no, no. I don't think it's ever. Yes. It used to be a November curse as well. Did. Jesus, remember, remember, we're shit in November. That's what Absolutely. We used to say. Yeah, Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, look, uh, in off the post, ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com. You know what to do. Uh, you can follow the show, of course, on all the social media at ChelseaFanCast. Me at Stanford Chidge and him at Jonathan Kidd. JK, it's been... Uh, it's been interesting tonight. Just me and thee, lad. Me and thee. How do you feel? I, I, I think you've been uh, excellent, and I've uh, backed you up. Yeah, it was. I see. I'm sitting here thinking you got to say much more than you normally do, and then I sat here thinking I've got to say much more than I normally do. I think we have to say twice as much as we normally do. We did right? twice, twice the twice the work. But uh, are they liking it on Mixler? You like it, got Mixler? I'll, I'll read it afterwards. Who knows? Anyway, we will be back with uh, with friends. We're a bit knobby no mates tonight, but we'll be back with Tony on Friday, as I said. Right, thank you for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful, keep it chill. Love the chill, sir! Have a lovely voice. Have a lovely voice. Have a new promo. Thanks, Nobby. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 